Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Holy Communion. Thank you for joining us for this sermon. You can find all of our sermons at holycommunion.net and our Facebook, YouTube, and podcast channels. Consider hitting like or subscribe. Consider sharing this sermon with others. It helps us to reach more people like you. We are so thankful to those who support our ministry. You can give today at holycommunion.net backslash give. I know the gifts I've brought are small in the face of so much need, but I offer them with sincerity and hope. Hope for today, tomorrow, and the future. Please be seated. <clears throat> Greetings from the good people of Christ Church Cathedral in downtown St. Louis, where I have been a member for 50 plus years. This morning, I am sacrificing our delicious annual soul food supper, back for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic. Reverend Julie and Reverend Mike teamed up on me. And as the S fell from my lips to say yes, Reverend Mike sent me a flyer with my picture as the closer for the Black, Month, Black History Month series. I will anxiously watch the mail in the next few days for a gift card from Grace Meat and Three, along with my note of thanks. <laughs> In all seriousness, thank you for the opportunity to be with you this morning and share some reflections. I'm honored. I'd like to begin with an excerpt from Meditation in Black, penned by one of my favorite writers. This writing appears in Women's Uncommon Prayers. O oh God of my salvation, it's morning and the sun is shining brightly. It makes the world seem good and beautiful, but Lord, the coffee doesn't even taste good. My paper is full of hate and meanness. I think I need some time to think and pray and lift this burden from my soul. For this year's celebration of Black History Month, I drew inspiration from a great cloud of witnesses. This resource book published by the Episcopal Church highlights people of faith, ancestors, prophets, martyrs, and saints who have been models of response to God's invitation. These individuals have inspired and challenged us from the time of the New Testament to the present. The title is taken from Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. On display at the cathedral, in the cathedral nave, are 14 newly framed pictures of just a few of these prophetic witnesses of African-American descent. For the month of February, and hopefully a bit longer, our church community will literally be surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses along with information to educate and inspire. Among these greats are Pauli Murray, activist, poet, writer, organizer, and first African-American priest of their gender in the Episcopal Church. Bishop Edward Demby, suffragan bishop of the Diocese of Arkansas and the Southwest, 
Bishop Denby worked against racial discrimination and for interracial harmony, both within and outside of the church. Anna Haywood Cooper, feminist leader, educator, and activist. James Weldon Johnson, poet, composer, anthologist, civil rights activist, writer, and politician. Johnson wrote, lift every voice and sing the Black National Anthem. I encourage you to learn their names and share their stories. Carter G. Woodson, an American historian, introduced scholars, schools, and colleges to the field of black studies that had long been neglected across the United States. In 1926, he established Black History Week that later in 1976 became Black History Month. Woodson said, and I quote, what we need is not a history of selected races or nations, but the history of the world void of national bias, race hate, and religious prejudice. Those who have no record of what their forebears have accomplished lose the inspiration which comes from the teaching of biography and history. Real education means to inspire people to live more abundantly, to learn to begin with life as they find it and make it better, end quote. Reflecting on the profound words of Carter G. Woodson, I was distressed lately. Members of the Missouri Senate Education and Workforce Development Committee voted to advance a bill establishing a parent bill of rights. In this bill, the teaching of the following concepts would be barred. That individuals of any race, ethnicity, color, or national origin are inherently superior or inferior. Okay. That individuals should be adversely or advantageously treated on the basis of individual race, ethnicity, color, or national origin. Hmm. I see where this is going. That individuals by virtue of their race, ethnicity, color, or national origin bear collective guilt and are inherently responsible for actions committed in the past by others. Now I know exactly where this is going. As a retired educator, I am angry. What Carter G. Woodson and others worked so hard to put in place some 97 years ago, the goal of teaching black history to all Americans is in danger of being erased. As a parent, I am angry. As a black woman, I am angry. As a grandmother, I am angry. Let me be clear. There are some in the Missouri State Senate that perceive a danger in teaching black history to not just black children, but to all children in our schools. The last 15 years of my teaching career were spent developing a program that brought diversity in my predominantly white school district in South County. After retirement, I used the materials I collected over the years to continue educating teachers on how to bring diversity into their classrooms. I volunteered monthly for seven years in my friend's kindergarten class teaching black history lessons. 
the thought that all the learning that had taken place in all those years could become grounds for firing a teacher or fining a school district causes me much distress. I initially thought, I'll post a rant on Facebook. On second thought, I knew if I didn't accompany the post with a picture of the world's cutest baby, my granddaughter, Esther, <laughs> or what I ate for dinner last night, no one would read it. I returned to meditation in black. I want to shout, who died and left you king? Who are you to dole out rights and opportunities? My mother told me they only act that way because they only feel good about themselves when they're looking down on somebody. My big mama said you respect other people because of who you are, not because of who they are. It's taking me over, Lord. My heart is filling up and on such a beautiful day, when will it end? I want to pray, but I don't know what to pray for. Shall I pray for patience? I'm running low on patience. Shall I pray for courage, for hope, for some notion that will dull the pain? I know I have no power but yours. Lead me, Lord. It was then that I received my answer. I would do what I know best. I would say yes to this invitation and others and use this platform to teach, perhaps to inspire someone along the way. In the words of Pauli Murray, don't get mad, get smart. Our ancestors and the great cloud of witnesses have taught us to make a way out of no way. How do we continue to pass on our legacy if there are those who refuse to see us and hear our stories? We do what we've always done. We don't leave it up to the schools and the legislators. Our ancestors pass down our stories at family and friend gatherings. Our public libraries house all the banned books you'll ever want to read. We take others under our wings and share the stories of the great cloud of witnesses. Absalom Jones, Frederick Douglass, Maria Stewart, Richard Allen, and Elizabeth Wright. Our next generation has already been exposed to so much more than my generation. There are books available for even the youngest children with wonderfully diverse stories for children to grow up with. There are stories about race, gender, family, body image, and love. These are loving, there are loving adults, family members, and elders who can tell their stories of not just struggle, but joy. This requires little more than an invitation and an appreciation for holding these sacred stories and creating a place for them. It takes us committing to do the work. What if churches took on this work? What if we offered story hours, reading groups, and a church library filled with diverse books that continues to expand? What if we provided safe space to share our stories and have meaningful dialogue with one another and our youth? What if we began to fill the gaps created by poorly thought out legislation that would have us move backwards to the glory days of the oppressor? Pray on that. We can't afford to throw our hands up in despair and give in to those 
disguised as good Christians that would erase people they choose to see as other. The schools taught me about few African Americans in our history. Although I got more of an education than most by attending two HBCUs, the real stories came from my parents about who I was and whose I was. These stories were not confined to one month a year. I was above all a child of God and an inheritor of the kingdom. I heard stories of my parents living in the Jim Crow South, poverty, my great-great-grandparents born into slavery and all proud people, many of faith. I learned about persistence and resilience of people who created a life for themselves and their families. These stories could not be taken from me with a stroke of a pen or a banned book. They live inside me. I challenge you to act, tell the stories, call on the great cloud of witnesses that watch over us and guide us and show us the way to walk in faith and know ourselves. I close with Meditation in Black, written by Katherine Nelson, my mother. I have no place of comfort but at your feet. Take me to your bosom and warm my heart that is growing cold. Renew my life, fill me with your love. Only you can help me find peace. Only you can help me love those who would spitefully use me, hate me, isolate me, take away my personhood. Remind me you created them too, sisters and brothers. Hold me, fix me, Lord. I pray you, don't let us fall apart. Bless us, Lord, those who live on the fringes. Strengthen us, show us the way, bind our wounds, heal our hurts. Forgive us when we forget to love one another. Only in the power of your love and redemptive acts can we find the right thoughts to think the right words to say, the right actions to take. Lord, hear our prayer. We offer our petitions to you, O God, of love and mercy, of healing and renewal. Thank you for another beautiful day. Amen. Amen.